Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Coming to you after the Spurs game, which leaves us top of the league, 2-1 win. And joining me to discuss this wonderful result this evening, first up in the Netherlands, I have Beryl Akis. Beryl, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I was happy with our with our play, and and uh, yeah, but you know, you know, winning it at the death was uh, was has made it even even sweeter. So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. That's good. I think well, I think everybody's going to be happy. Next up in Liverpool, we have Jay Reed. Jay, similarly happy. Splendid, mate. Splendid. Um, can't ask for more, can you? If if you're going to beat Jose's bus, be safe properly. Don't let him pull away with a, a board draw. Let Bobby Firmino just shine a light in his eyes and take the glory right out of his sight. And, you know, I know you've not seen it yet and I've not seen it fully, but I can't wait to see the video of Jose's <laughs> aftermath reaction because from all, all comments and quotes coming out, he's had an absolute breakdown. Someone needs to ring well, the AA. He's broke down. His bus is broken down. <laughs> might be the Samaritans are more, are more happy. <laughs> it is the time spending. of year for them. Uh, it, absolutely. It's, it's, there you go. Happy Christmas, Jose. And sorry, last but certainly not least, in Belfast, we have Johnny Anderson. Uh, how are you in this Mourinho wonderland, Johnny? <laughs> I'm very well. I'm very well. Happy as a pig in shite, Dave. Beryl doesn't know what that means, apparently, but uh, I think we all <laughs> Well, very, very good. Well, very good. It, it means he's he, he's very he's in a very happy environment, Pearl, where we all are. But yeah, let's let's get straight. Yeah. <laughs> let's get straight. I'll stick with you, Johnny. Um, it was what we expected. It was nothing less than what we expected. It was horrible to watch as a as a football inspector. Don't get me wrong. We played wonderful football. We were under no pressure whatsoever until we reached basically the edge of their box when they all just shut shut up shop. But you know, we at least tonight I think we looked like breaking them down. I think that that's the difference. Sometimes when we come across that block of Jose's, there's times we struggle. But there was there was plenty of chances we were we were getting the ball through. There was some great performances out there. Certainly the midfield tonight were, were they put in a shift all of them. Uh, I think we'll talk about Curtis Jones as we go along in the in, in the pod as well. But the, you know the midfield was great. Thought Young Reese Williams was great. Um, you know, few sort of rugby moments. But he's nineteen and and comes out of it with a lot of credit, I believe. What 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 what's, what's your take on it all? Yeah, I mean, well, first and foremost, I thought it was. I thought the performance was excellent, and I actually, I, I didn't, I didn't find it horrible to watch. I think it got more and more tense. Maybe that was that was horrible, but. Yeah, so was, that, that's I, maybe a better word, Johnny. It, it was it was a tense, which makes it horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was tense. It was tense, but I, but I really enjoyed watching us, especially in the first half. I, I just saw the difference. You know, you see this under Liverpool with Klopp. If we have a really stinker of a performance, we get it out of the system really quickly. And you know, it was like the difference in that first, you know, half an hour. Uh, compared to what we've seen at Fulham, it was just incredible. But I just thought we were so good. I mean, you've got to bear in mind here, this is a team, you're missing Gomez and Van Dijk, your centre-half pairing. You've got one of the best creative, classy midfielders in the world missing. Jota, who's been electric, missing. We've got a 19-year-old in midfield. We've got a 19-year-old at centre-back making his debut. And we absolutely bossed them. We absolutely bossed them. We moved the ball brilliant. We were on it. We were... And yeah, you're you're dead right. It wasn't this wasn't um you know this bullshit about a Jose masterclass. It's just bullshit. What, what are they? They're they're Burnley, they're West Ham with a couple of world class players up front. That's you know that's what it was like playing. You know you know that Son will be clinical. You know that Kane Kane's a whatever you think of Kane and some of the things he does. He's he's a wonderful wonderful footballer, one of the best center forwards in the world. Um, but we controlled it. And yes, when you're playing that style and you're pushing for the the win, you're going to have world class players. They're going to get in a couple of times and they have their chances. But I was just so impressed with, with Liverpool. I thought for the last 20 minutes, you know, you made the comment, um, Dave, pre, you know, when we were talking there, that they were goosed. You could see they they were they were dead on their feet. We'd moved them and moved them and moved them, and we just kept going and going and. Uh, 
we, we and they had defended. They defended very, very well. Like it has to be said, John. But that's what they're sent out to do. But they did it. For, you know, you talk about the likes of a Burnley, but you know the, the defence of Tottenham and even the midfield of Tottenham. They're they're cut above what plays for Burnley. Oh yeah, yeah. They they do those tactics with, with but with better players and and far better players up top. But in and in, instead of the you know sitting there and admiring that and saying. They really restricted us. I don't think they did. I think on another night, those guys had their shooting boots on. I think we would have easily scored another couple. You know, off the top of my head, there was the ones in the first half where Salah pulls away, Rabo drags it back, he puts it straight at him. Manny cuts inside, he puts it straight at him. Curtis comes inside, he puts it straight at him. Manny hits the hits the bar. Uh, Bobby has a real chance with a header as well. Uh, you know, it wasn't like we were sitting there going, we're not going to work the goalkeeper here we we absolutely did I, I just was so impressed I well we never we made him stretch it was too easy it was too easy for the goalkeeper John in my opinion everything yeah, that, that was you know I, I, I'd said at half time maybe we should, maybe she would try you know aiming directly for Larice and maybe we'll score because everything else was going like you know we were basically making a man of the match uh, by yeah, doing absolutely yeah, nothing really you know I, I'd agree with that I mean we created the openings we just weren't weren't clinical but they kept going you know the midfield was sensational I thought I thought I thought um Genie was was just brilliant in that second half I mean the man's a machine he just the amount of ball he won and making the right decisions Curtis you know his composure is incredible um and I just thought Fabinho again I just thought Fabinho was magnificent you know he just absolutely where would we be if we didn't have him um so everything about it was was excellent we kept going and then the goal to win it it's as Jay says, if you're going to beat Mourinho, that is the way to beat him. Just sicken him in the last minute from a set piece, exactly like something he'd love to do. Just sicken him. Um, massive three points and just brilliant. Sets us up now really well for the for the next two over Christmas. So it was huge, huge, huge win. No, indeed, and and Jay, it was certainly the Brazilian commentary I was I was listening to were enjoying this immensely. Um, you know, there were even, I think it was a stage around about 15 to 30 minutes first half where we were just playing, you know, it was it was near enough exhibition football. It was Harlem Globetrotters of football stuff. And, you know, the commentary team were laying everything we were doing. But, uh, but again, they, 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 they didn't come out, you know, Tottenham were not coming out at us until we sort of got to the danger area. Um, so, you know, don't get me wrong, some lovely passages to play and even, even an interplay around the box. There was some great, the signs that we haven't seen, I think, for for a while, Jay. You know, I think that that, that, that sort of cavalier, you know, that lovely movement of the ball, we, we, we haven't really seen that since since restart, really. No, but there's been a few few occasions where we've we've turned it on, mainly like Leicester at home, uh, Wolves for a bit, um, Atalanta away, but that was more a counter-attack. But just, just the first half alone today, 79% ball possession, eight attempts on goal, seven on target. All right, we seem to be shooting cement feet. Larissa, and I don't know if it was you or someone else in the group, we said we'd get later on, but the header from Firmino at the end, it was Larissa cement feet. He can't move, but everything in the first half was straight down his throat, and we were begging for something just to, to hit a corner. And if we would have... Had our shooting boots on, I think we would have been out of sight first half. I don't think it would, would have even mattered with with what they ended up getting um, later on in the half. But we just we had to have a reaction after Fulham. And I think going into the Fulham game, most of our eyes were probably on the Spurs game tonight. And that, that that's, that's natural as a fan. And probably even though the players are only human, they are probably thinking, well... I, I think we'll the celebration, the, you know, the, the celebration of of the Bobby goal. Oh. I can't, I can't, I can't help but feel that there's there's momentum in that, Jay. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and I, as I say, like I think it was the players themselves had, had their eyes on tonight, and that's understandable. And I think we we were by far dominant and by far the best team. No matter what Jose might come up with, crying and stuff, and just that celebration from the end. Not only was it because it was a big goal and it's a big three points and it, it gives you that little little bit of daylight between us and, and the rest, but it was for the fans and there was a reason why Bobby, who doesn't really sprint all too often, managed to get his running boots on and get all the way down the end of the, 
the other ground and celebrate with them two thousand lucky sods that were in there tonight because they they didn't shut up and I don't know if it was mentioned on uh, Sunday night's pod or whether it was something else I've listened to. With the return of fans, there is a small advantage to the home team, and I think it's been underestimated because you can just see they drive them fan they drive the the team on and. If you look at it, from, there was no backing off. There was absolutely no backing no, no. off on this occasion, Jay. We were if, going. If out. Liverpool go away from home, they're loud. That, that's a fact. If Liverpool went to Fulham on Sunday with with their uh, travelling support, we probably are louder than than Fulham. And it's only a small advantage, but it's an advantage nonetheless. And the the Anfield crowd, no matter what you say, we're the loudest on, on the telly. It might come across more because of the microphones, but the football I've seen with the, the home fans in, we are the loudest. You would think we've got 20, 30,000 in there sometimes, but them 2,000 are the credit to, to the whole fan base and the club, that the noise that they make. And that was purely for them as much as anyone else. And I think Bobby recognised that and showed it when he managed to get the other end of the field and the gleam and smile on his face. And you could see the passion and the light. So God knows what your Brazilian commentators were doing at that point. Oh, they they were still oh well changing their underwear from from you know a Brazilian <laughs> scoring a winning goal you know they 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 do get overexcited emotional incontinence is run, runs rife within the country you know but <laughs> that aside Beryl we could have been talking about something very very different on this podcast tonight had had Bobby not leapt like a salmon uh, to <laughs> to give us the the the, the three points and a couple of you know I'm looking at that offside. And certainly the handball in the first half. Um, Sadio Mane's penalised for something very, very similar a couple of minutes prior to it. And the handball's missed by, on Eric Dyer completely, not even reviewed. And then we have, you know, for the Son goal, I, I think it's one of those that's, that's going to divide a lot of people. It certainly divided our group, uh, our group chat today. There's some feel it's off, some feel it's... I, I, <laughs> put it like this, if... if if the couple of, and I know you you put a text in that group tonight and said if you know Everton the, the Everton game and I think the West Ham game if those are are offside then Son's offside tonight and I'm with you on that um, absolutely um, because if those two are offside then Son is offside um, but then the miss penalty as well what what was your what's your VAR take tonight Yeah it's 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 you know, beyond the point of uh, becoming tedious, but uh, it's it, um, you know um, for for the so-called uh, offsides of uh, you know let's take the Everton example, um, money being offside, which um, still no one I think uh, w- in his right mind uh, um, w- would say was offside because um, not only was there doubt, but it, it was you know the, the basic thing you know being closer to the keeper. Then the def- last defender wasn't uh, was established, and and I, I think um, when the, when the line was drawn, um, I thought okay, it it seems like he's on, but when you didn't draw the line, uh, he he did seem off one step. So uh, and and uh, and I don't want to sound like a conspiracy the- theorist or something like that, but uh, or someone who buys into such theories, but. Uh, uh, I don't know who draws that line and 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 when they draw that line. So is, if the ball had had left, uh, um, um, I, I don't know who, who gave the pass. It was uh, e- either Loselso or Hoiberg, I believe. But uh, so I, I thought it was off. But um, that's that's not the point. The point is that we have seen uh, our club uh, has seen uh, goals uh, disallowed for uh, for these. Uh, forensically established uh, um, um, offsides and 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 lines being drawn from armpits and 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 I don't know what what body parts, but this was just a line, and then they you know it was they were ready in in a second, which is okay. Uh, please do it like this, but then always do it like this, and don't uh, uh, get out the uh, the whole trigonometry trigonometry yet, uh, set. Uh, in one game and 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 do it the basic way in, in another game and uh, the, the dire one is uh, is it's I don't know uh, you know it, you don't have to give a, a penalty for that for me but uh, we have seen lots of penalties given for exactly that kind of uh, handball he sticks out so it comes arms. back to continuity every time it comes yeah back it, to it, continuity 
Exactly. So, you know, just draw, uh, make a decision about what, what is handball and what isn't. And uh, I, I think um, um, with, with the, the rules, uh, not even the, the strict rules that they uh, had in, in, in the beginning of the season, but in the rules that they now have that should have been uh, at least reviewed and it wasn't reviewed. So, uh, again, it's, it's, it's beyond tedious now, but um, – uh, VAR isn't being used as, uh, you know, to 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 better the game. Uh, it, it it seems, and and again, I don't want to sound like a someone who buys into conspiracy theories, but uh, sometimes you get the feeling that if they can uh, if they can uh, disallow one of our goals, they they're happy to do so, and if if they're uh, able to allow a goal for for the opponents, they're also happy to do so, but. Um, last week we saw a good good um, um, example of, of use of the VAR when uh, the dive by uh, Connor Cody was uh, was identified as such. Uh, I think uh, uh, this time it, it was it wasn't a very good. I, I thought uh, Taylor wasn't wasn't doing a good job as well. Um, but you know Chris Kavanaugh is uh, I think utterly incompetent. Uh, what I've seen from him. Uh, both actively on the pitch as uh, as uh, when he's uh, doing the VAR duties, um, I, I, I don't uh, I, I don't like to criticize um, referees. Um, well, actually, I do, but you know, I don't think it's a it's a very a grown up thing to do if if not necessary. I was about to yeah. say you do enough of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I have to admit that I'm not a fan of the. Of the this uh, group of professionals, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I would be really happy if they don't make me do so. So, uh, and today was was a bad day at the office for them. Uh, let's say it like that. No, indeed, and and Johnny, you know we're we're hitting the front. We are for the first time this season, probably on top of the league by right, um, and you know we're a few points or a couple of points ahead now. Do you think it's onwards and upwards from here on the back of that? I'm just wondering what, what your thoughts are and just how significant a result that that will that will be, especially sort of going into this what is traditionally the busy congested period. Do you think that that reinforces the troops? You know, we're threadbare as it is, but a result like that can be sort of very resounding in in in, in, in getting the, the right mentality going. Yeah, I, I I think so. I, I do think Saturday's huge. Um, it's a huge game as well. Because one of the things we probably... And it's totally understandable why we haven't done it. We, we haven't been able to just kick that relentless, you know, run of form in that just blows the others away. Um, but even for our injuries and even for the fact there's been a couple of iffy performances in that, um, you know, you look at the games at Brighton and Everton and some of the decisions in those, and realistically, we, we could, probably should, with competent referees, be six or seven points clear already, and that's with half that's with half a team. Um, but then there's been other opportunities, like at the weekend, you know, there was a game at, game at Villa. Um, where we Doesn't it make it all the more it? sweet, Johnny, though? It makes it all the more sweet whenever you relate all of those things. Yeah, listen, we're still, what was our record? 13 games, 1-8, drew 4, lost 1. You know, normal. I think City and Liverpool have just sort of distorted what normal is. You know, um, going back pre the days of high 90s, being, which is unprecedented. Like, it never would have taken. Uh, losing the league with 97 points <laughs> would have been unthinkable, um, even even five, six years ago. Um so that's, that's, you know, so now we're all sitting here sort of going, oh, we've dropped a lot of points already, but 8 4 one's not bad, considering the, the decimation of the team with injuries. But I do think, listen, I know we'll, we'll, we'll come on to talk about it, but the weekend's huge because that's a really, really tough game. It's Palace at home, early kickoff on a Saturday. It's the one Klopp doesn't like. We, we kept the, the team on for 90 minutes tonight and thought that was very noticeable. Obviously, Klopp was really happy with how they were playing, so or a combination of he was happy with that and he didn't really trust what was there to come in and he knew it was a big, big game. So that's going to be a real test of our mettle. But I do think if we can just find a way to win 
on Saturday, get those three points, build that lead at the top up to six points, and then we've got this lovely eight-day break before we get West Brom downfield. And I think then that's the platform. So Saturday is the chance. We've given ourselves now the platform. We need to cement it. And a couple of times we haven't done it. But it feels like a big moment because it feels like last season where we were relentless in a big, big game. And our home form is just relentless. And when your home form is perfect, that is going to keep you in the, in the mix. And when you think that we've got, you know, the likes of Tiago, he was tweeting tonight, he looks like he's not far away. Keda, Ox look close. Hopefully we get Shakiri back. If we can keep things going, get Jada back, you know, it looks good, doesn't it? There's a, there's a lot of talent to come into the team. So it's a, it's an opportunity now. I hope you're right, Dave, onwards and upwards. It's been a few false starts, but I'm saying there's been a few false starts, but we're top of the league. That's not bad, is it? <laughs> no, it is not. And Nabi Keita managed to get his kit or get his tracksuit off tonight without getting injured. He didn't get on the pitch, but he didn't get injured. So <laughs> all all these things, all these little positives. And another little positive, a little a little gem that we seem to have found Jay in in the form of Curtis Jones, who is just growing and growing uh, with with every game. It seems a maturity about him at the minute that I didn't think he was capable of uh, maybe a couple of months back. But uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, relate the words of Klopp on him tonight. Um, it certainly seems that uh, I, I'm, I'm eating my words in some humble pie, and, and very happily so. Yeah, just just come back with what Klopp said. Curses is curses. Thank God he's our boy. Imagine if you have to try and buy him. He's ours and he's here for a long time. And then I've just seen a, a comparison online then. Curtis and Foden at the same age. Who's having the bigger impact this season? Question. Mm. <laughs> and who, who's the one in the England setup, and who's the one with all the hype? Yeah, exactly. And who's the one exactly. who's doing it week in, week out for this team? I mean, I, I didn't think he'd play this much, but he's I don't think I, I don't think even himself would have dreamed in a million years he'd have got the game time. You know, like circumstances played into to, played into his hand greatly, uh, but he hasn't disappointed. And I, I, Jay, I was a bit sort of meh on him at the start, and I wasn't wasn't so sure. And I listened to Klopp actually during the week, and he was talking about um, you know as he went through all the different levels of football, he was always the elite of his group, and then yeah. he arrived yeah. with the first team, and and it's been. The first time in, a, in his footballing life that he's not the top dog, that he's not the cream of the crop, that he, and he's had to work for it. But Klopp said he's showing the effort, he's showing the, the, the attitude and the mentality to, to, to be that player again. Yeah, and I think anyone who's seen him at the younger age levels, especially, I think it was last season, maybe even the season before, in the UEFA Youth League, where their games would be on mid-afternoon when we'd be playing Champions League games are nice, so sometimes you catch the highlights or clips from them games, and he he was head and shoulders above at that age group, which was probably under 18s at the time, um, and he was he was just simply running the show. He was probably running the show from a number 10 position, um, but he's been asked to play in midfield, and he, he's developed really really quickly from. I think someone said before the pod it was the Ajax game where he, he looked like a fish out of water and the game passed him by. He got hooked at half time and maybe a lot of the fan base were probably thinking maybe it's just a little bit too soon for him. Um, but he, he's obviously gone away, got on the training ground whenever they actually can get on the training ground um, and worked on his game and you know opportunities present themselves when others can't be there. So injuries lead to opportunities coming out and take for example Trent three or four years ago Klein wasn't available Trent got lashed in against United didn't have the best stars I think he got torn inside out by Rashford and Martial but look at the player we've got on our hands now three or four years down the line and I think if anything you can probably see more in Jones now than what we've probably seen in Trent albeit it's a different position on the pitch what they're playing and Trent's revolutionised the right back position and made it something that we've not really seen before, um, especially not in the in the modern era. Um, maybe a half back to like Zanetti and Cafu and stuff, but they they were slightly different. Full backs they were up and down the line with pace and 
getting to the byline where Trent's operating from a deeper position. But with Jones, you can see he is better off the left of the midfield. Um, he started out on the right and he he didn't really get much joy. And then when they switched him over to the left, um, he was getting more joy out of that side. I think it was LaCelso who was playing over there as well. Um, and Sissoko, if I can remember rightly. Um, he was getting a lot of joy out of that side of the pitch and I think that's where he's stronger coming in. He's very two-footed, but he comes in on his right foot a lot and opens the pitch up and it it just looks so easy for him. And at 19 years of age, you just think, well, how, how good is he going to be when he gets 24, 25? And you don't want to throw the, the comparisons to Stevie G out there, but you know, when, when you do get a kid coming through who is special and is local, then it, it, it's the it's something that you can't you can't hold back on, and we've just got to be careful with them. Um, um, I would say we'd be being being a lot more careful with them if it wasn't for the injury crisis. Um, Beryl, Jay mentions Trent there now tonight. For me, I think we sacrificed Trent a little bit tonight. Um, he wasn't, in my opinion, as advanced as we would normally see him. Seemed to be Andy Robertson. Um, was was the main sort of fullback attacking, and I'm just wondering maybe was that a little bit extra cover there for for young Williams? But on saying that, <laughs> young Williams played half half the first half or maybe even more from midfield nearly. Um, we, we were so advanced. I think Henderson was dropping back to cover his position, but he looked comfortable as well. But uh, you know th- those two players, maybe, maybe 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 it was Trent was being sacrificed a little bit going forward just to, just to tuck in and, and keep him protected. Uh, that that might well be the case. Um, uh, also, uh, Trent has been uh, out for for a while and uh, played uh, a couple of days before against Fulham. So um, maybe he conserved his energy a bit. But uh, you know, um, when Trent um, um, became the player he is now, uh, he was still uh, regularly being targeted by uh, by the other teams, and and generally they would uh, lump up a. a uh, a ball to a to a strong uh, um, uh, uh, to a strong uh, striker who could, who could head the ball, and uh, and uh, so he he has uh, learned to deal with 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 that sort of uh, being targeted, and, and and you know his defensive abilities aren't aren't his his strong suit. He is he is a capable defender, but that's not what he's uh what he's he's best at so I, I it could be the case i thought also um uh that henderson was a bit tired in his and his 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 passing wasn't as as crisp and 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 quick as 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 it uh, you know as we got uh, got used to him um uh, being a more metronome like i i and 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 that means that that uh, trent can't get up the pitch uh, higher because you know he, he needs to get the, pa- the, the pass and uh, if he if he doesn't he needs to fall back. So I, I, I'm I'm not sure if that was the case, but it, it, it could very well be. Um, I thought Williams did uh, did really well uh, well uh, on the ball and he he had um, um, you know one little mistake which could have been a big mistake if uh, if Trent didn't um, as you uh, as you said didn't uh, cover for him. Um, but you know, on the ball, he was he was. I thought he was very well, and and he 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 doesn't lack uh, any confidence. I think because his passing is is courageous. Um, the the passing sequence that led up to the goal started with him giving a, a glorious ball um, across field to I think Robbo, and um, and there was there was this other. Um, um, Moment in the second half that uh, when, when he recovered the ball, he, he he got it from from Kane. But in, in the same move, he, he didn't only he didn't just clear it. He, he gave a, a very good pass to to Salah, who uh, squandered that chance. But uh, yeah, I, I was um, I was very impressed by his uh, his, his ball playing uh, capabilities. Um, and they did. Uh, I think they did very well with, uh, between the both of them. Uh, uh, and yeah, the goal that they scored came from that side. But you know, uh, I've, I've, as I've said, I, I thought it, <laughs> I thought it was offside. But even if it wasn't offside, you know, that that thing can happen. Son is a very, very good player. Um, so yeah, I, I thought th- this was very encouraging. And, and we beat Tottenham Hotspur, who were um, uh, top of the league. Uh, um, 
with three players uh, directly from our academy, with Curtis, Trent, and 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 uh, Reese Williams, and and I think this is something to be proud of. Yeah, well, there's not too many teams to, uh, at the top end of the Premier League who can boast such a thing. But listen, <clears throat> we'll leave tonight there and move on to the weekend, Johnny. And, you know, it's getting near Christmas and that waft of mothballs and where there's originals can only mean one thing. We're going to visit our Uncle Roy for Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, yes, and to be sir. honest with you, they're not, they're not going badly at the minute. And, you know, we're away from home. We don't really like that ground at the best of times. Um, I don't think there's going to be a crowd in there at the weekend. But... Talk me through what you're thinking for the weekend. As, as was pointed out in the pod here, um, you, you know the full team were on for the 90 minutes, more or less, this evening. And I wouldn't like to think that you know maybe maybe Phillips in for for Williams or something, or maybe Matip back or something. That would be the only only alterations, maybe. Yeah, I mean that is. I suppose it's a bit of a worry, but. Um... But but on the on the positive side of things, we've I think one of the disadvantages we've had is coming off a midweek game. You're usually playing if you're playing a Palace or a Burnley or something like that, they're usually fresh or a West Ham. Um, but they've actually played tonight as well, you know, and they will not be used to that run of three games in a week. You know, they they just won't be. That's not something they're they're accustomed to, whereas whereas we are. Um and I would imagine there'll be minimal changes. You know, you might see, you might see Naby Keita, you might see Matip, certainly with his height, if he's fit, I'd expect him to play just for that bit of experience. But, um, Palace is always tough. I think it's one of those grounds. It's a bit of a funny one where we maybe have psychological sort of things we think about Palace after the, you know, the 3-3 three, three and the Suarez season and that. But, but generally, we do win there. Um, but, you know, they've got they've got Zaha, they've got Venteke. The, the guy, Eze, on the left, he seems like a very a very good player. He could give give us problems down that side. Um, I'm expecting that to be a tough game. Um, a, a, a tough, you know, I, I think we'll edge it. Um, but we'll be tired. And... The front three went for 90 minutes tonight. They're going to have to be going for 90 minutes again at the weekend. And I think Klopp will do that because I think Klopp will just say, look, let's just rest up and recover and let's go. It's a half 12. Let's give it everything because then we know we've got this eight day break um, for West Brom. But this Hodgson team, they'll sit. They'll make it difficult. They've got pace. You know, Zaha Benteke's actually scoring some goals for the first time in about five years. He scored again tonight. Um, so it's got, it'll it'll be a tough one, but it's it's really important. I think this is a really important game because I could just see if we get the three points there, the rest of the league will sort of look and go. They've been perfect at home. They've now got an away win in the bank. They're at home to West Brom next, and I think then you'll start to see that, you know, that consistency kicking in. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. I'd never like early kickoffs. I'd be much, much happier if it was on if it was on Sunday. Um, but but here we are, and Uncle Roy. It'll be it'll it's always it's always a bit of a challenge. You know what you're going to get. But like Jose. But yeah, same again, please. Let's just get it done. I'd fancy us to win two one. But like. Bit a bit like Jose, but not just so charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> not just not quite, not, not quite as charismatic. <laughs> Although Roy just doesn't carry it off as well. But no, I, I agree with you. And Jay, look, there, there was there was mutterings in our group tonight about uh, you know Manny looking tired. I don't think he did personally. I don't, I don't know. But with that in mind, can you uh, you know it's not you're not putting Divock or Eiji in there. You're you're just not at the moment. Uh, I don't know. We have our own thoughts on on Big Dev, but you know, so it, it, it has to be basically the front three. Maybe a change in midfield. What, what way do you see it pan out? Well, first of all, I got to say, well, why don't you think Roy Hodgson has any charisma? Because <laughs> Sorry, <he> <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. <laughs> um, 
well, just just give up, I, just give up the three points, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil the narrative, but Christian Benteke suspended because he got sent off tonight. I don't know if any of you knew that, but he, he scored. And then no, he I, I saw that. I, I saw that. I saw. I saw they got a red card, but that, yeah, that's yeah. kind of handy. Yeah, I've just played Jack in the fence then. <laughs> I was just checking the the lineup and the. the the stats and stuff from tonight. Um, they've had a decent goal at West Ham with anything. They were probably the better team, um, judging by statistics. Um, but, but yeah, Ben Seche got sent off. They lined up with what they normally line up with. And I think looking at what they're going, uh, what they've got in their squad and going into the weekend, I think the only change they'd make would maybe be Jordan Ayew comes in for um, Ben Seche. I mean, I can't see us making too many changes, but... As you've alluded to, we are used to playing two to three times in short succession. They aren't. Um, so it could just be a war of attrition where the first 60 minutes you've just got to get through the game and then the last 30 is where, where the game's won. Um, I know the game was won tonight in the last four or five, but um, with Palace, we you know what you're going to get. It's going to be dogged. It's going to be a bit rough, but the fact that they haven't got any fans in because London can't hold their own water when it got released into tier two and they all went out on a mad shopping spree with no masks and no social distancing. They've only got themselves to blame, but um, that's by the by. I, I think, yeah, we, we go, we put our foot down on the rest of the league and we, we, we set our market out. We go six points clear, which I said we would do. Um, you know, I'm still claiming we're six points clear by Christmas at 2.30 on Saturday. Doesn't matter what other results do. Um but looking at the rest of the fixtures around the weekend in the league, Tottenham host Leicester. Both teams lost tonight. We spoke about it pre pod. Brendan's gonna go there with his big ego wanting to beat the master in Jose. So that could go anyway. Um City goes to Southampton, not exactly a gimme the way Southampton are doing all right this season. City not doing okay. Um Everton, if you want to throw them in the challenge, they host Arsenal. You'd probably say that's an Everton win. And then Chelsea, if they're deemed sort of challenges as well, host West Ham, which isn't a gimme. You're, you're missing, you're the, missing the big one. You're missing the big one. Um, Leeds go to United. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, but that's mid that's mid table stuff. I don't I don't look beyond the top six. I deal with no, top I, six I, only. I, I just look at I, I look for what what is going to be entertaining, and I just look at Leeds Man United. That that has potential to be blockbuster. It's at Man United though, so you know what Ollie's going to do, don't you? And he's just going to sit there. But you know, by the by, we're we're twelve thirty. We go and get our business done, and then we've got eight days off before we face Big Sam's West Brom, and that just means to me we can go all out against Palace. And yeah, Manny might have looked. Jaded in the first half, but second half he had Aurier on toast. Um, Salah tonight was nullified a bit, but then when they're playing two left backs against him, then he is going to get silenced a lot. It was four players uh, around him every time he got the ball, and sometimes he yeah. was even evading them. He, you know, he, he, he had no space, but what I, he tried to do and what he achieved was, was, was back a bit more. I know he got the goal, but I think first half especially. He looked more like the peak Bobby that we know. Like he was quick on the ball, he was dropping to them. Driving the play, he was. He didn't know where to go and where to get him. So, you know, if if this is now Bobby's coming into his own at this time of the season, then then, then that can only be a good thing for us. So, the signs are positive. We had Ox and Naby on the bench. Sure, they didn't come on, but they're in the squad. They have now got a few days training where they might might be able to knock on the door and get a few minutes, and then. They've got an eight-day break, so you know we could conceivably throw them in. And Thiago is alive, much to Dave's um, disillusions. That noise have to be a seance to see if we could find them. He is how, how, how close? Yeah, but how close do you think? You know, it's I'm in the stands. Hopefully, very soon on the pitch. I, what, well, well, was what, he in what, the stand? What, though? what was he? Because that was just his. Well, we didn't his see profile. him. Yeah. see his face. <laughs> The last I saw him, he was on a milk carton, but that's the corner there. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, do, do you think it's New Year? Do you think we'll see him before the New Year? No, no, we don't. Because it, ma- it would make a big difference. Yeah, like, there are no two ways about it, yeah. It would make a huge difference. We may see him on the training pitch between 
Palace and West Brom, which would be a huge boost. Um, just to get them out on the pitch, on the training pitch, get them, get them with the lads, get them integrated. And I think, you know, we've got no need really to rush them back because I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but looking at what we've got ahead of us, we've got Palace, we've got West Brom on the 27th, we've got Newcastle away on 30th, and then I think there's a FA Cup game at some point in January. Um, but we also go to Southampton. I think the target for them is 17th of January, United at home. That 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 for me is the target for Thiago, because we we don't need him in the other games. We we should have enough, but get him in against United because for me that that was the reason we brought him in. Big games where we, we were struggling to unlock teams. We just needed that little bit more quality, likes the City, likes the United, or Old Trafford, even arguably some games against Chelsea where we've we sort of just got by even Tottenham where it was being very close like it was tonight they're the ones where you want is extra quality so for me that that's the target for them put a big circle on the calendar and say you focus on that mate and don't you worry about the other games if you can get 20 minutes here and there off the bench but that's the one I want him starting you do make a valid case, and, and and if it was nailed on, I'd nearly accept that on those grounds. <laughs> Absolutely, Beryl, yourself, what, what what your thoughts on on visiting Uncle Roy, and and what do you think we should do to to counter the bus? Yeah, I, um, uh, I think Jay does make a, a valid point that you know you should be um, uh, he, he won't be available for the next match, but I, I think in in, in games like. Uh, like against Crystal Palace, uh, um, we can anticipate that they will try to uh, park some buses uh, in front of their own uh, uh, um, goal and and try to just um, uh, block everything. Uh, and 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 if they get the ball, they throw it uh, forwards uh, uh, to someone who's quick enough to get on uh, onto it. And uh, just like Jose did tonight, I think. Uh, someone like Thiago would have been very helpful in, in, in creating more chances and um, uh, because he does things that, that are unexpected and at the same time very, very, the most logical ball every time again. But um, So, yeah, I, 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 I yearn to see him, um, but I'm afraid Jay might be right that it won't be in 2020. Um but uh, you know, I I always dread uh, the visit away to to Crystal Palace um, because it, it it seems to be a, a small pitch. Uh, maybe it's the camera position, but it looks like that. It, it it's it's always very combative. It's always very um, it's 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 never easy to to win there. But we 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 do usually win, but uh, it, it's it's never easy. Uh, and it won't be easy uh, this time around, uh, I, I'm, I'm afraid. And uh, I, I, I did think that Mane looked a bit, a bit tired. I don't know if he's tired or something else is wrong, but his his touch seemed really off, especially in in the in the first half. Second half, he 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 was better, but you know he got into this personal vendetta type of thing with Aurier, and which he probably shouldn't. You know, he, he just should ignore him. I think. Uh, Aurier is capable enough of making his own stupid mistakes, um, um, but uh, in, in the end, the uh, the the goal was uh, the two-one was scored from um, uh, from a corner that that he deserved uh, uh, one against uh, against Aurier. So you know, in in uh, so he he won on points. But I, I don't think he he has been as effective as he as he can be. Uh, the last few games, and but you know he he is Sadio, so he always keeps um, working very hard and being uh, very useful for the team. But um, you know if if Jota would have been fit, I would have said uh, let's chuck him in for for the next game. Um, well, th- that isn't an option. I don't think Divi is uh, you know Divock Origi is an option anymore. He he doesn't seem to be able to to keep up with the pace that this team needs. Uh, so yeah, probably we will play with the same eleven, um, and you know that's good enough. That there, there's nothing, uh, and and you know with possible ex- exception uh, that Matip might come back in. Um, we'll see. And and uh, if um, uh, Oxley Chamberlain and and Naby Keita have more time to get uh, a, a bit fitter than they are, 
uh, you know that that might give us some extra options if if the if the the game doesn't go as as we planned it. We'll see, but you know I I am anticipating a horrible game, and uh, it it usually is. Um, and and I hope we can uh, break the 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 trend of, of of not winning away for a long while now. And uh, I, yeah, it, it, there have been some dodgy VAR decisions. We have been unlucky. But you know we we need to win regardless, and I hope uh, Uncle Roy will uh, will oblige and help us uh, achieve that. And, and, and your prediction? Do you think we win it, Beryl, or comfortably, or, or, or scrape a win? No, well, no, I, I can't anticipate a, a, a comfortable win for this. But you know, I, I always back us, and we seem to have found something again in this game. That you know, hopefully will will you know um, get onto this 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 winning way again, and uh, so I, I I would predict a, a, a narrow win, a one two or a one nil for us, something like that. Johnny, yourself, what 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 what's your thinking on the score? Scrape it, or or do you think? Yeah. I, I think if we got an early, I think if we got an early goal, we could maybe batter them. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. don't see this being a battering because I think we'll have to be careful of managing. You know, so many of those guys played the full ninety. Um, I. I go for a two-one, same as Burrell. I think you know. Uh, I think we'll edge it, um, but it'll be be by a goal. I'd expect it to be two-one. I just think they'll get something from a set piece or something scrappy like that. But we sh- we should have too too much fun. No, indeed, and Jay, are, are are you going the same too? I I I'd take anything. I would take anything. I'd take a five four. I'd just take three points. Uh, three now. I, I don't I don't see Ball. why we wouldn't beat them. Ballsy, ballsy. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, like we know we know the threats. Zaha, oh, and they got Eze, which looks like the. The man to replace Saha if he eventually does ever leave Palace, but I don't see why we wouldn't. I we're going to come into that game flying, and all right, it's a half sort of kickoff, but I just I just don't see why we wouldn't. Like we've got everything in our favour now. We've got that break. We can we can go all out. We can give a hundred and ten percent for this game. Um, I wouldn't bring Matip back in. I'd I'd leave him out for the weekend. I'd, I'd, if Ben Teke would have been playing, I would have went Phillips, but I'd just stick with Reese personally because he had a decent game. He, he's solid, um, like we did with Kelleher. Um, he come in, he done well. So he'd give the lad his chance. Um, there's no need to rush Matip back. I think if you were going to get him back for any game, it would have been tonight. He didn't make it. So just tell him he can have the next week and a half off and... Maybe we bring him back in for West Brom, but even then, West Brom, Big Sam, that's meat and drink for for Phillips. You know, it's only going to be long ball stuff. So we we can potentially look after Matip and wrap him up in cotton wool. Um, it would be nice to see Money get back on the score sheet. Um, I think he he needs the proverbial goal to go in off his backside, where it just goes in and his confidence gets back up. Um, Salad, obviously. Is always a threat. He got his goal tonight, and Bobby's looking a bit more like old Bobby. That goal will do him the world of good. Um, so I think we just need Manny to get back amongst the goals. If he gets a scruffy goal, even like the likes of Salas tonight, then then that's fine by me. But I, I think a three 0 victory, and we go into Christmas feet up. We say to the rest of the league, though, this is us now, and we're only going to get stronger with the lads we bring back. So bring it. Do you know what, Jay? I was going to just say, we haven't really talked much about him. Obviously, we're coming to the end, but you're right about Bobby. I think everything about him is touched and the way he overloaded the midfield and made the extra man. He just looked really sharp and on it again. And he got his goal as well. And I think that's a massive, massive plus with Jota, you know, out for a while. I think that's that's huge that he's coming back into form. Yeah, and I think we touched on it a few weeks ago when he was, he was a bit off it and we said he needed a break and he did he got a couple of games out and you know it it could have just revitalised him to say oh you know you, you need a break to get your your energy levels back up you've had a long 
two and a half, three years of non-stop football. Um, but also, unfortunately, we've lost Jota. But you know, this this lad's come in and he's put us put us foot down as if to say, well, I should be starting as well. I know we've now lost him for six to eight weeks or whatever, but that will have put the bit between Bobby's teeth and I'm sure Dave can speak for anyone how passionate Brazilians are. They want if they get challenged, they want to prove themselves. So he's come out fighting and now more than anything we need him because we are short up top and all gracious to the lad but we don't want to see Divock in the team at all because he's just a wasted empty shirt he, he doesn't do nothing we'd rather personally see Tachi even though he has been in the midfield role we'd rather see him come in and be given a chance because at least he's shown willing where Divock just doesn't look arsed at all so that that is only a positive that we've got and the goal tonight will do him the world of good you could see the passion on his face and I think that summed up the whole feeling for the whole fan base Everyone's happy to win Bobby scores and there's nothing better than see Senor ringing round Anfield. Yeah, you're not joking. You're not joking about that. But I, I've, I've seen interviews with Bobby Firmino, you know, for ESPN Brazil and things like that, where he is, he he just loves being part of that team. It's just, it's a big thing to him to be part of that team. And he just beams with pride about it. You know what I mean? It's, 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 there's nothing, nothing false or fake about it. it it's, it's totally genuine. Right, lads, listen, we've rambled on, but it would be remiss of us not to mention the passing of Gerard Houllier this week, um, a treble-winning manager in Liverpool. Um, just as maybe just a, a little bit of a tribute to him, just our favourite moments maybe around the table just before we close. And I think I would start, I think my favourite Houllier moment was was the, the, the 2-0 cup final against Arsenal, um, or the Michael Owen cup final. I think that was just the epitome for me of 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 Julier's time as part of the travel. Um, you know, it, it, he. I think if I pick words for Jared Julier. I'll start with you, John. It's just a man, a gentleman who's far too nice for football. Yeah, um, it, was, it was sad. It got me that I must say when I when I read the news, I got a real shock. I was just sitting in, in work and and and, and, I, and I read it and I, I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, for for me it was you know that that time of two thousand and one was you know I was young and it was probably the first time Liverpool really had a team you know I I was was only twelve when they won the league in nineteen ninety so you weren't you know then you went through your teens with Man United winning everything and it was the first time we sort of bit back with him and that season was just. It was just brilliant, you know, to be in big games, FA Cup, as you say, turning that game around. Didn't deserve it at all. It was a complete robbery <laughs> of a two-one. But but it was what a what a brilliant game. What a brilliant. Sean, that, that 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 game will always be two-nil to me. Uh, I said it to the lawyers. I don't know why, but it's always too old to me. I, I just think it was it was the epitome of of Julier's time. If, if if a performance ever epitomized what he did and how he revolutionised that was it. Yeah, they had that steel and they hung in there and uh, turned it around. Michael Owen was sensational. Under Hulay, you know, you had the Alaves final, you had the League Cup final where Fowler scored a, a wonder volley against Brighton, or against Birmingham, sorry. Um, and then the night for, well, for me, the standouts were that Cup final. The night he came back against Roma, um, you know, when they won the one two nil against Capello's Roma, Heskey scored a great header. Heskey had a stormer that night, I remember. And I remember just watching that. I think we watched that in the bot in Belfast and it was absolutely bunged and it was a big European night. It was to get through in the Champions League. And it was a real feeling at that time that we were sort of getting back in the big time. And I must say on a really personal level as well, my first ever game at Anfield, uh, ever going across to 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 an Anfield game was the Barcelona game in the UEFA Cup run which was the Gary Mack penalty and I didn't realise at the time, it was years and years later when I was looking through the match programme when I realised, you know, they had Pep Guardiola was playing midfield for Barcelona um, Pepe Reina was in nets, it was Pepe Reina was in goals when, when Gary Mack scored the penalty um, and Rivaldo was playing um, over Mars um, you know, and, and it was just brilliant. I was on the cop. I was mesmerized. It was my first time at Anfield. I think it was, I was 28, 22. And, um, was it, Ronaldinho in that, in that squad as well? And I don't know if Ronaldinho, I don't think so. I, I don't 
think so. Um, that was 2001. Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, but it was just, I, I just remember, that, and it was Hulay's, that was Hulay's team. And we were far and away the better team. We drew 0-0 out there. We won 1-0, completely shut them down. I think Rivaldo had a couple of long rangers. Um, but we were so organized. And I just remember when we were coming off the, <clears throat> coming off the cup. You know, everybody was singing, who let the Reds out? You know, who, who, <laughs> and everybody was in great form. So that, that to me, that's what I remember is that night because it was his team on my first time in Anfield. And ah, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a sad one. It's really, really sad. And, um, he played his part and he built a lot of the foundations, dragging aside of the sort of, um, I'm not saying, I, I think there's been a wee bit of revisionism. It wasn't like Roy Evans. <laughs> He, he took over an absolute mess. I mean, Roy Evans' teams were great as well, but I think what he did do was he took control and he installed a bit of steel in the club again, didn't he? And that winning mentality. And uh, yeah, it's a sad, uh, it's a sad one. It's a sad day. Yeah, and, and I would add to that, Johnny, a bit of European flair as well. Maybe a, a bit of a bit of outside the box thinking, certainly for for the English game at that time. Beryl, from from the European angle, what, what, what's your own memories of of Julia and, and and your favourite ones in, in in a Liverpool term? Yeah, uh, uh, I echo a lot of what uh, what Johnny says, and you know, uh, except for the personal experience of, of seeing uh, that game, and uh, I I envy that very much. But uh, um, at the end of that uh, that um, that run was was of course the the final against Alaves, and which was a totally crazy game and. And I remember, remember thinking, you know, Alaves, uh, it's uh, it's a gimme. We, we we are going to cruise, and uh, and I thought, I think some of the players thought that as well when we went up. Uh, I think three one or something. Uh, it 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 became a bonkers game. We which we luckily won, uh, and uh, you know, just announcing that we were back on the, on the podium and 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 going places. Um, uh, I, I think uh, Julier uh, um, introduced uh, lots of professionalism. Um, tried to 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 ban the you know the the the, the lad culture, the the, the drinking, uh, and you know uh, not taking care of your your body as a as a as a professional football player, and tried to uh, um, you know bring in the, the things that that uh, Arsene Wenger brought into to Arsenal and to the English game in in, in general. Also, a, a very kind, very nice man who really, genuinely loved Liverpool Football Club. Uh, I think he he studied in Liverpool. Um, uh, you know, as a student, he was in Liverpool and he, he fell in love with the club, and 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 that showed. It. Uh, and it was, of course, very sad that um, um, even when he was a manager, he 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 fell ill. Uh, I think it was the same thing that you know uh, uh, eventually. Um, uh, led to uh, led him to lose his life over, but uh, yeah, I have very fond memories. Very uh, a, a nice man, and and uh, uh, for whom I had a lot of respect, and I hope had hoped to that he had uh, would have been able to achieve more than than he could have. But um, yeah, it, it's I, really sad because uh, he, he wasn't very old as well. Um, very fond memories. No, indeed, and and I think the overriding thing, uh, everybody says it's such a nice, nice man. Jay, you know, from, you know, as Beryl uh, mentioned there, you know, Julia used to stand in the cop as a student, sing Beatles songs, as as was the tradition back then, and and he did have, you know, we often cite Rafa Benitez having a great affinity with with the people of Liverpool, but I think maybe we underestimate the uh, the, the the same that the Jared Julia had for the city. What's what's the reaction been like there? I think it's sadly it's taken something like this to realise how big of an impact he had on the club. Um, he what he was overlooked by a lot because he didn't win the glory title of the Premier League or the Champions League. And when you when you put into comparison what Rafa did, um, an FA Cup and the Champions League, um, compared to what Hulie did in, in that one season alone. And you know that they're on the same pedestal, and you've seen a lot of things around social media where his face should be on the flag of the the managers who've won um, such titles. And I think that could actually be a change that we'll see in the near future. Um, but yeah, it, 
it, it was it wasn't nice. It's not nice to wear any former player or manager or anyone associated with the club passing, but it, it it does it does make you think of he, he took us from the past and brought us to the future, and we wouldn't be the club we are now without Gerard Houllier. And I think that that's the biggest statement you can you can say for the man is we we wouldn't be in the position we are with Jurgen Klopp. We wouldn't be with six European cups. We wouldn't have 19 league titles and multiple other cups. We wouldn't have a lovely stadium. We wouldn't have this multi-million pound complex of a training ground. We wouldn't have the players we've got without him because he dragged us from the old football, the 90s and the 80s, modernised us, welcomed in foreign influence of players, foreign influence of coaching, scouting, um, nutrition, sports science. Um, he, he just he transformed the club, um, and that that that's the biggest statement you can I think you can give the man is he came to the city he he well he taught out of school, um, fell in love with the city and he went away as a student and come back as a manager and then he's remembered now as a legend. So you know he he is a he's a great man. He, he, I think the football world itself has come out and only when you you hear some of the things he'd done like I didn't know he was associated with the Red Bull set up and setting up the likes of Salzburg and Leipzig and New York Red Bulls and stuff like that I didn't know that because that was the type of guy he was he'd done things on the quiet and he was a gentleman he didn't want to, he didn't want the fame and the glory he'd done the stuff with Claire Fontaine with France um, and you see a lot of the French players coming out and crediting him for the success of French football in the last 25 years but again, he didn't want that fame and glory. He famously got a World Cup medal that he wasn't really involved in the squad, but because he'd done that much behind the scenes, the players insisted that he got one. Um, there's a lot of things that can be said about him and he will be greatly missed. And I think it was fitting tonight that the first two two minutes of the game that the fans sung his name in two or three different songs. And I think my overall ride and memory was, well, I've got two, um, was standing on Leeds Street, if anyone knows where that is in Liverpool, for the parade of 2001 with the treble. Um, 13 year old kids standing on the side of the street and seeing your idols go past on a double decker bus with all these shiny trophies. You just think, wow, this this is what the football's all about because I was at the age where you can appreciate it. Um, and also the Gary Mack. Let's not forget a, tre- a, tre- a, a treble is a treble with a European trophy involved. Doesn't, I know doesn't matter how you win it. It's free uh, there's there's very few Liverpool managers who have, have succeeded them can say the same. In fact, there's none. No, there's not. Um, and I think bringing it back to, to to the modern era, the Gary Mack goal against Everton, where he whipped in the near post because he could basically. And Gerard's reaction where he was just stood there, like he was more shocked than anyone. And I think, you know, you, you've seen it in recent times. It was the Roma game where he was in the crowd and Salah scored that goal. It was the same reaction. And I think had he been at the ground tonight, that would be the same reaction where he just looks stunned that we've just got a winner. Um, so I, I think, you know, even back then and up until the modern day, he was the same person that he was and. He will be greatly missed by everyone around the club. Indeed, during the lockdown period, we'd actually done some pods, which if any, interests anybody of all the different eras of managers, and, and it's worth actually listening back to the to, to the Julier one because there, there's a lot of silverware he brought us, and he revolutionised the club. And, and it's just very, very sad to hear of his passing, and it would be remiss of us not to mention him tonight. So. I think the sentiment from us all would be thank, thank you, Jared Hillier, for what you did. And, uh, you know, I, I'm all for your idea, Jay. Absolutely, he should be included in the flag. Absolutely, he should. Um, and, and you know, Rafa Benitez was, was fortunate enough to win the, the European Cup in his first attempt. But that's largely down to what basically Hillier had done at the club prior to him. Don't get me wrong, Rafa Benitez deserves credit, but... You know, sometimes, as you rightly say, he was such an unassuming man. He didn't really hog the spotlight, and 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 that's that's that was just Jared Hulley. So I say, very very sad loss for for Liverpool Football Club. 
But listen, lads, we'll leave it there for now. Hopefully we'll be back to celebrate a win after visiting Uncle Roy for Christmas. Uh, but until then, and just one mention, hopefully Mike Mike Davis, who's meant to be on the pod tonight but took ill, hopefully you're feeling better, Mike, and we'll get you on the next one. Uh, thank you to the rest of the listeners and to the guys for their time as always. And until the next one, after West Brom, up our heads. Top of the table, Reds. <laughs> <laughs>